0: this is counsel for life a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the christian life with licensed biblical counselors beth brun and eliza huey
1: welcome back to counsel for life i'm beth and i'm eliza Thanks for joining us, listeners, and today, Eliza and I are going to have a conversation about something new that has just happened this week that we're very excited about, and so it is now May, we are in the month of May, and just a couple of days ago... Eliza released a new book. So I'm going to interview you, Eliza. I know we've done this before, (laughs) but um, I'm going to talk with you about this new book that's just been released. And I'm so excited about it. When I got to see it was it just, it almost gave me chills just thinking about the goodness of being able to offer something like this to families Mm -hmm. and to children and to churches who Mm -hmm. want to help educate Families and children. So this is a children's book yes. um, that Eliza has just released. And Eliza, why don't you just tell us a little bit about it? Just so start in general, and then we'll go a little more specific into what what's offered in the book.
0: Yes. Well, thanks, Beth. And I I also am very excited when you uh, write a book. There's just something so thrilling about seeing it for the first time in person hard copy cover and all the everything that went into it just all put together but i am actually more excited to eventually see this in the hands of children to actually see little kids reading this book because um really it came out of something that i know you can really attest to as well beth is that parents are often parents and even people who work with children so counselors or or youth ministry people whoever it, it is is often looking for resources specifically to help children in very practical ways, but also that, that align with our faith. And so um, while I think this area is actually growing quite a bit, I'm seeing more and more storybooks and um, authors writing things that are not just Bible stories, but are stories to help children understand their relationship to the Lord and who God is and who they are. And so in many ways, uh, this is a contribution in that category, specifically as a counselor, as a Christian, as a parent, I wanted to bring something to two children that can help them regulate their emotions. And this is a big topic right now, regulating emotions. So the book is called Count yourself calm, and uh, it's five simple steps to help children. Basically, the tagline is "Take big feelings to a big God." So that's kind of the the essence of the book. And um, yeah, how it came about, Beth. I know you're aware of like the grounding exercise five, four, mm-hmm. three, two, one. Yeah, and that's something that you can use with adults. I use it all the time with adults. It's it's an exercise to kind of give your brain a little bit of a break from anxiety or from a pretty strong emotion and become more aware of your environment and more aware of your body and more aware of what's happening to you. And so I basically took that grounding exercise is what we call it in the in the counseling world. And I instead brought it into um language that actually draws children not just to what they're experiencing, but who God is in the midst of that experience. And so that's really where I came about it is first of all, the need. And then second of all, just wanting to take something that was already out there and proven to be very helpful and say, how does this actually fit with families who are working with children who have this component of, we want the Lord to be their anchor and their strength. So Mm, I love that. And you know, what's, what's interesting is,
1: and this is true for adults as well, but for children, I mean, they, they, everybody has big emotions, So, you know, when you become an adult, you've got people all around you. And maybe as a listener, you are one of these people that's like, well, I don't really have big emotions. Well, maybe not. Um, Maybe they're not huge, but you do have emotions. Everyone does. And everybody struggles with what to do when your emotion gets bigger than what you feel like you can manage in that moment. And so for kids, they don't, they have to be taught. They have to learn how to manage big emotions. And they learn that. A lot of times, it's more caught than taught, right? Like they learn right. it from their caregivers and whatnot. But um, one of the things that that I I am looking forward to is perhaps, uh, and maybe this is a little I don't I don't know if this is one of your goals when you do when you wrote the book. But just thinking about a parent or a grandparent or a, a, a children's ministry leader reading this book with a child and going, "Oh, I need to do this too," <laughs> right? Yes. Like we all we all need it, and it's in language that's so helpful. And um, you know one of the things that when I read the book I really really appreciated was right towards the beginning Eliza you really try to normalize yeah uh, what happens when our emotions get big which is So helpful. Can you talk a little bit more about what prompted that and kind of what you say in the book? Give us a general idea and feel for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that could be one of the things that could be so helpful for children is to realize like that they are not the problem. They are just human. They are just human, just Mm -hmm. like us. And so, yeah, right at the beginning, just talk about how everybody has big emotions, like you said. And while I do think, um, like you had mentioned, like, yes, grownups do, they, they need to see like, their parents do, their teachers do, the people who are in their lives do. And even people in the Bible had big emotions. And so I go along those directions and just kind of the illustrations are so fun in it, but just help children to see that this is just what it means to be human, that we sometimes have bad days. We sometimes have good days, but specifically when our days are not going so well, there's things that we can practically do. And so, and this isn't Beth, like you mentioned, this isn't just children need to do this. Um, as I was writing it, my editor, I loved her so much. She was great to work with. Um, I, I, the book is published by the Good Book Company. And one of the editors who I was working with said, I found myself actually practicing this to see how it worked, and I loved it. And so, it is a very practical book written in story form, and like you said, you know, just kind of normalizes uh, the the reality that we have big emotions sometimes. So great. So, <clears throat>
1: you said it compares to if, uh, a typical five, four, three, two, one grounding exercise. So, talk us through. I mean, this, this that's a great thing about a children's book. You're not spoiling it for us. You give us the information and then our listeners, please go out and get this book. It's a, it'll be a great uh, gift, maybe, um, you know, a a birthday gift or, or later down the road, a Christmas gift for a kiddo in your life. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so talk us through kind of how you do the exercise through the book. And then also how do we, how do you turn it to relate towards the Lord in a way that's very different than typically what you see in some of these other. Um, resources that are offered. Right.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I do right at the very beginning after kind of normalizing it is helping children to learn how to slow down and breathe. And we know that our breathing actually affects our emotions. It affects our thoughts. It affects our ability to navigate whatever it is we're, we're facing. And this is, I mean, the, the beautiful thing about this is nobody denies the, the research on breathing is helpful. Um, and so, but what we can deny is like that we know how to do it and, or we we can deny the fact that we don't know how to do it, I guess is what I'm trying to say is like, sometimes we think we know how to do it and we really don't know how to breathe in a way that will actually calm our bodies. And so that's really where I start. And, um, in, in the book, you see this, this little child learning to slowly breathe, but like you mentioned, I want to right from the start, tie it to the Lord. And so after kind of helping them see how this little child is learning to slow down his breath and breathe, we tie it or I tie it immediately with um, connecting who God is and connecting a, a a conversation, if you will, almost like a prayer. So that's what I say in, in the book is it's just a little prayer w- with a breath, simple, little one sentence prayer as the child breathes in and as the child breathes out. And we, I I give this to the, to the parents so we can really just like do it with the child right then. And that's really before we move into the exercises breathe and just a short, simple prayer that any child can remember. And then I jump right into, like I said, it's five simple steps following along the lines of this grounding exercise And the first thing is just simply like five things that focuses their mind on God in a way that changes the emotion from maybe anger or frustration or, or feeling stuck or whatever their feelings are to feeling joy. And each step along the way is going to reorient their emotions. And it's engaging in that they are asked to kind of name those things. And the child in the book is naming them too. And so it gives them some ideas as they uh, work through those five different steps that are oriented to the Lord and how those things impact our emotions as well. Wonderful. So five things that you, so I know with typical
1: grounding, it's like kind of five things you see or. Right. Is, yeah. is it kind of like that?
0: It's similar in that, like I said, the first one is five things that, that God made that brings you joy. Okay. And then four things that, that, um, that are gifts from God that, that make you feel peaceful and so forth. Things okay. like that. Okay. Okay. Wonderful.
1: Wonderful. That's that's so great. And I um and I think along the way, that seems like, you tell me, but it seems like the hope would be that not only are they helping to calm their emotions, but they're they're reorienting, they're doing Colossians three, fixing their eyes on the Lord. Even even if if a child is not a believer yet, calling to mind, remembering, thinking about who God is prompts further discussion well, what do I think about God? What, what are some things that would, I don't, I can't think of anything, mom, like that would make me feel peaceful things about God. Well, that prompts more conversation, right? So it is really, um, yes, it's a, it's an emotional, um, regulation exercise, but it's
0: also part of, it seems like it could really be used as a discipleship tool as well. What do you think? Oh, absolutely, and I think that that's really the point is that I wanted it to be practical with these various five steps that the, that parents or, or caregivers can do with children, but I wanted it to also be something where the, it would grow their love for the Lord, and not just for the Lord, but His Word. So every single step is tied to a scripture that actually illustrates what it is that God is doing for the child. And so, and again, it's very simple. There's nothing complex about this, and I think that's why when I was talking with my editor, she was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this so much." I think sometimes we get over complicated. We can kind of think it needs to be like, we really have to like have this moment of discipleship where we're diving deep with the child, but instead just actually in many ways, what it's doing is helping a child learn how to meditate on God's word while being aware of their circumstance, while also being aware of their, how their body is responding because with children, A lot of the times you're going to see the emotion show up in their physical response to things, in the way their face is, in the way that they're positioned, in the way that they're, you know, are they slumping down or are they stiffened up? Is their face, you know, red or all of those things we're going to Mm -hmm. see. So it's tying all of those things together in a way that's super practical, super simple. And really, I think in, in some ways, children are going to learn how to do this with what's given to them in the book, but also it's an opportunity for parents, counselors, caregivers to actually broaden it how there's other ways as well that they can bring these exercises of slowing down, slowing their breathing down, bringing in the word of God, recognizing who God is and how he's cared for them in that moment. So there is um, a couple other things that I think will help parents and um, people who are reading this book, because the book is actually really focused uh, age range, I would say between four and eight, somewhere in there, would be about the age range. But um, I also include just a word to parents, just to kind of help them understand how to use this and how to go from here. Now that you've read this, what, where do you go from here? But I also include a an emotions wheel because because we all love emotions wheels and and allows them to actually see it as it applies to this specific story. So it's a little bit different emotions wheel in that it connects directly with the story. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So great. And listeners, I want to just read to you what it says at the end of the book. Um, and I love this. Uh, it's just, it's right towards the end, right before the word to parents, it says this, you don't have to wait for a bad day to practice this exercise, come back to it as often as you like, the more you practice, the more it will come to mind on those days when things are not going well, it is as simple as remembering to count down from five and notice all the ways that God helps you. And I love that because, I mean, I don't know about you, Eliza, but when my kids were young, if they were having huge emotions, that was not the moment I was going to say, hey, let's read this book. No, (laughs) right. right. We're not going to do it in that moment of high emotion. So it's good to practice it when actually there isn't high emotion, so that when it does happen, there's already there's already a memory of that for the kiddo and they can, you can just remind them, um, Hey, remember that, you know, what we learned in when we read this book and let's practice it. Um, I think that that's a, it's such a great tool and I'm excited about it. I was even thinking about like, um, our, our, um, preschool minister at Mm. our church is always looking for new resources and books to put in the classrooms of of their church, um, for, for kiddos to read with, they're, um, they're, I almost said nursery worker. I guess we don't call them that anymore, <laughs> but they're, um, with their children's minister, whoever's in there in the room, the volunteer. And, um, this is definitely going to be one that I recommend to, awesome. to them. Such a helpful, such a helpful thing. Um, any other, any other thoughts? Like if you, ha- if you were sitting with a parent who was thinking about yeah. like, gosh, I, I, I'm, my kiddo is struggling with these things. Obviously you want to give them this resource, but any other word of encouragement yeah. to our listeners?
0: Well, and that is honestly, Beth, you know, the reason why I wrote this is obviously I had the children in mind, but I really did have parents in mind. I think in many ways we are in an era where children are so much more aware of distressing things and they experience them in much more evident ways. Children talk about mental health at a very young age and parents can feel a little bit like, wow, I didn't. I didn't have these kind of conversations when I was growing up. And so I don't really know what to do. And one of the things I do want to, and you know, you and I have talked about this before is just helping parents see that one of the best things that you can do for your child is for you to be emotionally healthy, emotionally regulated. So just like you said, you know, if you're, if your child is having a rough moment, I actually don't want you to go grab this book at that very moment. if, If you're grabbing it for them, if you want to grab it for you, that might actually be more helpful, but I want you to just, you know, be able to, to realize like you need a moment sometimes to, to understand, okay, God, what do I need to do in this situation? I'm feeling overwhelmed, like recognizing and acknowledging your own emotions before dealing with your child or before trying to help your child is one of the best things that you can do for, for your child. So as parents, I think, you know, their parents are really looking for ways to help their children in this area. And I love it. Um, I saw somebody say something the other day where they said they were holding their child and they said, I'm so excited to be raising children in a day where they don't have to be afraid of their parents. And what she was really saying in the context of the conversation was like, there, there was, there were different eras that we have been through in parenting and parenting has looked different in different eras. But I do think we are in a day and age where for the most part, parents are trying to be sensitive to their child's emotional health and they want to raise their children in a way where emotions can be expressed. But you have to keep in mind that most of those parents were not parented in that kind of generation. Mm -hmm. Not that they're parenting what, what they received was horrible or awful, but it was just different and sometimes even void of these conversations. So I mean, I don't know about you, but I I definitely feel that oftentimes um, with parents coming into mm-hmm. the counseling room that they feel very much like, what do I do about this? And and one thing that I have noticed sometimes is parents can be afraid, like, oh my goodness, am I going to ruin my child? Or, oh my goodness, does this mean my child has some kind of emotional like struggle in the future that's That's going to be their doom. I don't know if you felt that way Mm -hmm. or not. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. parenting, but yeah, just trying to help parents see that one of the best things you can give to your child is for you to be emotionally healthy. And if your child is dysregulated, then let that be a cue for you to become regulated. Because I mean, we've talked about mirror neurons before, Mm -hmm. um, we actually imitate what we see and this isn't just for children. This is adults as well. As we're talking with somebody, like we start to mirror whatever that person is doing. And so, yeah, take care of your own emotional health. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure that's something you've probably seen as well, Beth, right? And yes. Yeah,
1: a lot. And I, and I, I agree with you. I think there are different eras and we are entering an era and you know, we, we want to create, we want to, grow our children into healthy, God loving members of right. society. Right. And, and this is an element that I think part of the reason it's become such a big touch point for parents of young children today is because we are looking back and realizing, Oh, I didn't have that. And here's the ways that it affected me. A lot of, a lot of parents are going, Oh gosh, I didn't, nobody helped me with these emotions. I just yeah. had to go figure it out on my own and that was really hard to do because I was seven, you know, like I, I didn't know what to do, and I learned how to cope, but I maybe didn't learn how to actually welcome my emotions as signals, which is is mm-hmm. what they are, you know. um so they began to feel like sin or they began to feel like you know these things something. that made me a bad person, right. And so or something
0: you should hide or something you should right. yeah change mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so I'm really grateful, and obviously this resource is going to be huge and important i think um for for families
0: and so well, it, it might be the shortest parenting book a parent could read <laughs> so if you are if you are looking for a parenting resource uh grab this and mm. read it for yourself to learn how do i help my child calm down and and in that how do i learn to even take my own big emotions to a God who can handle those things. And that's what I love. I mean, you and I have talked about the Psalms before in various episodes where we talk about anxiety or depression or, or the various struggles that people have with mental health. Like the scripture actually gives voice to that. And, uh, I, I tried in the best possible way I could to be able to help children see that that's actually a voice for them as Mm. well. And so, um, yeah, like I said, probably the shortest parenting book you could read. So if you, if you want to be able to, you know, have something quick to help you, this book was really designed for that. My heart is that parents are helped and supported, but my heart is also that children begin to see that their emotions are something that God can handle and that God cares about and that there are ways for them to navigate them in ways that, that help other people, in their relationships, but also help them be um, drawn to the Lord in the midst of a a really hard situation. Yeah.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you, Eliza, for the hard work that you put in to writing this book. I, I don't think it's probably any surprise to people, but it's a lot of work and time and effort and energy and thought into writing any kind of book, whether it's large or small, adult book or children's book. And so really, really grateful for your work here. And listeners, we're going to link information about this book in our show notes. So mm-hmm. make sure and click the link that's there. And you can go to the Good Books website yep. and purchase this book. And again, we're um, we, we are, we're hopeful that it will be a really helpful resource for you and for the children in your life. And um, yeah, thank you again, Eliza, for your hard work in writing the book. Can I just
0: say... Can I just say one thing? Sorry to interrupt you, Beth. I appreciate that. And um, I just have to say a shout out to the illustrator as well, because when you're doing a children's book, you're right. It is a lot of those things all put together, but seeing it come together in pictures is just so much fun. And Mike Henson was the illustrator on that and we have never met. We've chatted a little bit virtually, but um, I'm so grateful for the way that God used him to bring life to this. So Mm. I have to say that because I've never written a book that had illustrations and big part shout out to him as well.
1: The illustrations are beautiful. They're so colorful. I actually really love that each each page has kind of a different color scheme and it really pops off the page. It's so, so beautiful. And so it draws you in. So yes, absolutely. i I'm, I know that that, that helps to make it something that children actually want to pick up and look yes. at, of course, you know, it's yes. not, it's more than just the words. So yes, thank you for saying that. And thank you listeners for joining us for this episode of Council for Life. And we look forward to having you with us in our next episode. Have a good day.
0: Thanks for listening to Council for Life. Want to become a friend of the podcast? Join our Patreon. Friends of the podcast receive bonus episodes each month that take a deeper dive into topics discussed and provide additional practical and personal insight from the hosts. Friends of the podcast will also be entered into monthly drawings for free resources from our sponsors. For more information, visit www.counselforlifepodcast.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.